What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Quotes and Chokes podcast episode 31. Today um, is a guy that we've had on the podcast before. It was one of my favorite episodes back then, and this episode is, again, one of my favorite episodes. He's a really cool guy with a lot of great insights, super humble and friendly, and always great to talk to you, Corey Sandhagen, uh, episode, uh, episode um, number four, Bantamweight uh, in the UFC. So we got into some really cool stuff. Hopefully you guys go on to like um, this episode. Also, if you do, if you could do us a huge favor, one of the best ways that you can help us kind of spread this podcast around is to go onto iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening and to leave us a five-star review, especially on iTunes. It's super helpful. Um, it, it helps push our podcast kind of up on the search results so more people can find out about the show. So if you're um, gaining benefits from listening to the show, pass those benefits on to uh, some other people uh, by leaving us a review. All right, that's enough. Let's get going. What's up, man? How you doing? What's up, Nick? How are you, man? Long time no see. Yeah, definitely, man. It's been a, it's been a while. Um, so you're, uh, you're at home. Where, I, I, where you've been out traveling. I saw you were kind of on a trip, right, after the fight? Yeah. Uh, summers, I try to, like, get out to the mountains as much as I can. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, la- la- or this week, I guess. What is today? Wednesday? No, last week we were in uh, – we were kind of, like, down southwest Colorado and Durango in the San Juan Mountains. Those are, like, the prettiest mountains that Colorado probably has. So, I've been doing mm-hmm. that. I'm probably going to jump up, like, every other day or so and try to go hiking and stuff this summer. So, that's what I'll be doing. Oh, okay. Is that uh, – is that – just a hobby or is there a um a deeper purpose behind that or is what um, you like to do? Yeah, so I I use it like uh I, I mean everyone says like to turn it off, you know, like you, you just go, you turn your mind off and stuff. And yeah. I never really understood the analogy until all of this coronavirus stuff started happening. And then I started to get it because in in the beginning of the coronavirus I was watching the news like every single minute of the day. And the coronavirus was the only thing on my mind. And I was like, oh, well, I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to stop watching the news then so I, I'm not freaked, freaked out all the time. And yeah. then I realized that, like, that's essentially what you're doing with everything when you go up to the mountains where you're just like, well, this part of my life is really stressing me out. So if I just disappear for a couple of days and just eliminate it for 24 or 48 hours, then it's kind of just not on your mind anymore. So, uh yeah, that's what the mountains kind of are for me is they're just kind of like a, an escape from all of the the kind of stuff that seems important but maybe isn't that important in our lives. It kind of gives you like uh, – it kind of forces you to be unable to worry about that kind of stuff because you're out of touch of, you know, with what's going on outside of your like immediate circle of control or whatever. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Nice. Um, so um, – what where are you at now as far as like um you know mentally like you you planning or or is it just kind of getting things right or where you at um what how far we're about what three weeks away three weeks after the fight or whatever i think so i think so about um so the first week week and a half is like a lot of like just being sad about it um yeah (laughs) Yeah, like yeah. just being sad about it and really and like a deep deep sadness that you really can't explain unless like you kind of yeah had something like that happen but um 
so that was about the first week and a half. I was lucky enough to kind of figure out where I went wrong in the fight just kind of right off the bat, uh, kind of like almost right when we got back to the hotel, uh, which we can talk about in a minute. But, um, yeah, so about a week and, week and a half, like just can't sleep really good, like just wish that I could go back in time and change stuff, feeling like a big loser. Yeah. Um, yeah, just like, a you know, those types of feelings. And then the last week and a half has just been – okay you know like coming to terms with like you can't really do anything about it let's just keep getting better and work on the uh, work on what needs to be worked on so that that doesn't happen again and um yeah so i'm okay you know like i i still think i'm gonna win a belt i don't i don't know when it's gonna be now but i mean that that will happen eventually so yeah i mean um it, it's kind of a a unique like you talked about the feeling or that kind of the sadness it's, it's kind of unique because even if you've experienced a loss in a different, in a different um, like area of your life, it's tough to compare things to because it, it not only do you experience like a, a lot, like a personal loss, but there's also like a personal blame too. So you're, you're, you, you've lost and then, but also there's no one, you're forced to like deal with it. You know what I mean? There's no yeah. one like, oh, well, this person did this or whatever, you know what I mean? So it's, it's tough, but I, I think it's like, um, I don't know, I always, like, fighting is definitely the, except, well, fighting and marriage are probably the two things that, like, <laughs> like, like force you to, force you to face certain things and force you to grow and stuff, so I think good comes out of it. I, I always try to look at it like, um, it's, even though it's a step off the path that I had in my, like, I had planned, it's still a step forward unless you lost your health drastically or something like that you know what i mean like mm -hmm. still a step forward to where you're gonna you're gonna be eventually so i'm excited yeah. to see what's up here, man i i i know you're gonna you're a strong-minded person i'm no uh no doubts on my end so i lost my video for a second no problem um yeah it's it's okay man you know like like you said like uh it doesn't change the destination it just changes the route um yeah I will say, though, that in fighting in particular, I think it's two things. It's like, one, I think anything that you care about enough and you don't get it or you lose it or whatever, um, if you care about it enough, it's going to make you really sad, right? So, uh, um, I, I mean, like, that can be a painter screwing up a painting or a football player screwing up a football game or whatever, you know. There, there's, that, there's that level of, like, yeah, I'm sure that that person really cares about this. So that, that probably sucked to feel that the way that he did or she but in fighting there's this whole other level of like you said like self-blame and kind of embarrassment and um it's all on you you know like that's kind of the interesting thing is uh that adds like another level of kind of maybe the sadness to it that i, I think is a little bit not normal for maybe other things but there is this huge level of just like you not wanting to be you you know which mm -hmm. is like, it's like a really sad feeling but yeah like you said man I, we'll, we'll keep moving forward it's all good yeah yeah um it, I'll, i i don't want to dwell on this too much i, I mostly what i want to talk about is kind of the, it's talking about the future but you know we can spend a few minutes on it but um the um as far as what you're saying about like a painter and things like that there's there's kind of a unique thing in that i always just kind of assumed i, I don't know if it's sure or not but i always assumed it was kind of related back to um like caveman like ancient days where like a, a loss of a fight is like a loss of your mm. 
like who you are, your ability to like, uh, to, I don't know, like have mates or to like sure. provide yeah. or whatever, you know what I mean? Now it doesn't, it doesn't really mean anything. Well, I mean, you know, other than your goals, but it still feels like that. You know what I mean? It's still yeah, like, that's interesting. It's more about like who you are than whether than uh, like, oh, what you did, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I had never thought about it like that. Yeah, we're like, yeah, there's maybe a primitive something inside you where it's like, yeah, if you lose, then you're not only losing the fight, but you're also maybe losing like your alpha male, whatever place in the hierarchy of the wolf pack or whatever. Yeah, right. it's kind of interesting to think about. Yeah, maybe deep down in the brain, that's what it is. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so do you uh, do you want to talk about what you felt like? like you learned yeah. or you want to yeah, yeah man i'm a i'm an open book you know I, I, anything i think that like conversations like this help other people so um yeah so uh it was kind of weird you know like uh everything that was going on with just kind of the hotel situation and not being able to leave and blah 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 but none of that is the the reason for the circumstance of what happened i think it was just um i had gotten to a place where i could be really really calm going into fights um and this, and in this case in particular, I was extremely calm to where it was like almost a little bit hard to warm up because I didn't really have any nerves or energy or, or, or nervousness or whatever um, for the circumstance. Uh, so I was just way too calm, man, you know, and I, and I, uh, and I feel the, the place that I feel the silliest is because when I was in the back, I, I knew that all of that was happening. I knew that I was really calm. I thought that I, it was just kind of the maturing part of becoming a fighter because I, I had listened to a lot of people and a lot of really good athletes talk about that before where, um, oh yeah, I, it's, it made me nervous that I wasn't nervous. Like take Gaethje, for example, you know, um, Gaethje, Gaethje doesn't get nervous apparently before fights and, um, Maybe he does well in the, in that performance space, but I definitely don't. So um, I, I just learned things about myself that I can't I can't be that calm going into a fight. You have to realize that the person across from you is really trying to hurt you, and they're trying to take half your paycheck, and they're trying to take your dream, and they're and they're trying to knock you knock you out and hurt your body, and um, and uh, and that's not to be taken lightly, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I was taking it way too lightly. Uh, I, I kind of was a little bit too much on the um, artistic side of maybe martial arts and not enough on the, this is a real violent thing. And if, and if you don't show up to kill or be killed, then you're really going to get hurt. So um, it was you just on the, a head You're on the art side and the yeah. martial side behind, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's just, and like, like I said, man, like I can go to sleep knowing that like I checked off all the boxes. It was just a mistake that I genuinely made because I thought that I could perform well in a headspace that was that calm. Um, and I just learned that I can't. So for now mm -hmm. on, it's just, it's just practicing getting into that headspace of, hey, this guy's trying to hurt you. Uh, if, if, you're, if you think that this is like just moving around and like being artistic, you're going to get hurt. You know, so um, you have to be ready to hurt the person the second the ref says fight and um i know that now so it's just going to be a matter of practicing that and then implementing it in, in the fights in the future and like i said the the thing that makes me feel the silliest is just that i knew that it was happening and i just thought that i could i i i, I didn't need to get to that place of intensity anymore i thought that i was a mature enough fighter too and i i realized that it's not a it's not a matter of maturity it's just a matter of uh 
where do you do your best? And I don't do my best in that, in that column of the state. So yeah, we, so yeah, that, that's what it was. You know? That's it's, it's funny, man, because uh, I, so I've talked, I've told this story at least three times on this podcast, but um, almost word for word, like what you said, that was my, my, um, my only loss as a pro. And it was just, I, I remember thinking before the backstage, I was like, dude, I nailed it. Like, I feel so good. Like, you know, because it's way because it's way better than being nervous as hell yeah 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 right. it's it way less better. you know <laughs> it, it feels it feels more right you know but it mm -hmm. but fighting isn't a normal thing so you can't you can't right. do that you know but yeah continue with the story but yeah it feels right when, when it's happening it feels right which is very confusing you know yeah yeah and i i just kind of came well i just came to the conclusion like yeah it does it's uncomfortable to be nervous it kind of sucks but now and my last fight since then, and what I feel like going forward is just like, I just got to just kind of just have that shitty feeling. I mean, it's not shitty, but it, it's a little shitty. You know what I mean? It's un I mean, it's uncomfortable, you know? It's like, a, yeah. it's like a very uncomfortable feeling to be like, wow, I'm, I'm about to go maybe potentially get hurt. And I have to cause a lot of harm to someone else. And that's really uncomfortable. So, yeah. and I think for guys that are a little bit more on the relaxed side, I would say like you and me, you know, uh, Maybe that's specifically uh, a more uncomfortable thing for, for people like us. You know, you, you look at other guys in the sport that are just on all the time that uh, are ready to fight at any moment, you know, they're, they're, yeah. they probably don't have that same problem. You know, they're, they're probably on the other end of the spectrum where they have to kind of slow themselves down and calm themselves a little bit more. But yeah, man, it's, it's, it's interesting and everyone's different and, uh, how did how did it go after after that for you? Were you uh, do you, do you feel like you're able to get yourself to that place, or or what were some of the things that you kind of did in order to fix that? Um, I, what I had to do was have like pre uh, predetermined things that that added like predetermined factors that added gravity to the situation because mm -hmm. I kind of had gotten comfortable with the the fight part of it. You know, like I wasn't like scared of the the of the impact or whatever you know what I mean um the so, winning and the losing you mean yeah yeah the okay. winning and the losing and also the like physical harm you know okay um so I had to like come up with predetermined factors that added gravity to it that would make me nervous like like uh, maybe the people who were kind of depending on me to win and things like that so I, um so at, at the times like when I when I got in in the cage, so I've only had one fight since then, but and I felt like I hit like a real nice like medium, you know. In the cage, I found myself just kind of chilling, and then and I'm like, okay, I, I need to come up a little bit, and I would just for just two seconds think about those people, or whatever. And I feel my heart rate come up, I'm like, okay, that feels good, and I would just kind of wow. mediate it, you know. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah, and it, it um, it's weird because you wouldn't think that like being nervous I, I wonder if it's the same in other sports like i wonder if it's the same that like being nervous makes you like brings the best out of you but i think in, in martial arts it does to a, like a to an extent you know yeah like, like I, yeah i mean i agree with you i think that there's there's just that balance man like it has to be it has to be your art but it also it's fucking violent you know like there's <laughs> no being around the bush anything about it you know and like I realized that because I had never felt like that when I was actually inside of the cage where I was like, whoa, like we're here to actually really hurt each other. You know, yeah. um, I was always ready to hurt someone right when I stepped into the cage, you know, 
Um, maybe not in, in a few of my past performances. I feel like I didn't do as well in, but for the most part recently, or at least most of the fights in the UFC, when I've stepped into the cage, it's been, all right, I'm hurting this guy as quick as I can. And, yeah. and I didn't, and I wasn't in that headspace. So it was really interesting to be an outsider almost uh, from a, from a calm headspace and be able to see it while I was in the cage and be like, wow, like, the, yeah, like this is real. Like this guy standing across from me is going to try to take my head off and like knock my teeth out, you know, and it, and it, and it could really hurt. And like, that's, uh, that's really uncomfortable if you're not in the headspace to prepare yourself for that, you know, like, uh, so, yeah, so it's weird. It's, it's really uncomfortable and it's really weird, but I, I actually like that part of that, you know, like I've had a couple opportunities now coming back. Um, and, and I'm not going to come in and start sparring like an idiot, but, uh, I, I'm going to kind of just take sparring a little bit more serious in the sense that like, mm. Hey, this isn't a reality where like these people are trying to hurt you, but in your mind, you're going to create that reality. And, uh, it's up to you to also have a balance of not hurting your training partners, but also, man, like that's what we're doing. Like it's ugly, you know, like there's a really ugly side of fighting and a really violent side of fighting. And, I just lost sight of that for a while. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's like with, with spying it, like you kind of got to be, I mean, if you, anyone else who stepped on that mat, I mean, they, they accepted a certain amount of risk, you know what I mean? Just yeah. by, by being in there. So you, you, um, are you meaning like you plan to like kind of turn up the intensity in your sparring a little bit or that just to kind of train that mindset or. I, I want to, yeah, I want to train the mindset. It doesn't have to, it does have to be an intensity. It doesn't have to be necessarily maybe a physical intensity, but I want to practice that, uh, that alertness, you know, like people call it the flow state. Um, but in fighting, I think the flow state is a little bit different than like maybe in surfing, <laughs> you know, it is. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. yeah, I've never surfed before, but, uh, I imagine that doing something like nice and like, like good, you know, like, like fun is, is a different and, and being in that flow state is, is good for that. And then there's other flow states where it's like, I can still be present and I can still have this level of intensity and understanding that like, Hey, you're trying to hurt me and I'm trying to hurt you. And just practicing, I think being in that level of alertness, uh, is is really important and actually i was just talking to a, a military buddy of mine recently and he was saying that um the number one thing that determines whether or not a unit uh, a military unit is going to have success or not success is rehearsal um which which i thought was really interesting because it's like eh, yeah sparring but it's like sparring you practice your techniques especially in during the kind of corona times I was only training with a few guys and I knew that they were all good training partners. They weren't going to hurt me. So I, I didn't get to rehearse being in that, in that headspace. So um, rehearsal is the number one thing of that correlates to success. So uh, I, I just have to practice that more, you know? Yeah. And I'm excited and I'm glad that I learned it in a way where I only got choked out and I didn't get knocked out. You know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Jo uh, Jocko Willink was just talking about saying the same thing in, uh, on Joe Rogan's podcast. It's just like, mm. we, like we role play it over and over and over again. You know what I mean? That's what yep. gives them, that's what gives them the success. Um, uh, I had something to add to the sparring, but I forgot. So we can move on. Um, so what's, uh, what, what, what are your plans looking like? Where are you, uh, where do you want to go next and things like that? Um, I'm okay with whatever, you know, uh, I've kind of been trying to, uh, keep it off my mind a little bit because 
I realized that thinking about my next opponent was uh, creating a lot of anxiety just in my life in general. Um, mm -hmm. Cause I've kind of had like a, I don't know, not, not necessarily a tough, but a really unknown past, you know, year pretty much since August, since my last fight, you know, uh, I was supposed to fight Frankie fell out. Uh, didn't know when I was going to fight, didn't know who I was going to fight. And it, was, it, it became to the point of where it was kind of this obsession that was affecting uh, my mood and life. A year between fights, huh? I didn't realize it had been that long. Almost a year, yeah, June. Yeah, so I mean 10 months. Ten months. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I've, I've kind of been practicing that a little bit. Uh, I, I want to get to a space where I can kind of turn it off when I want to turn it off and not stress about that if, if I don't want to. Um, so as of oh. right now, I'm really not thinking about it. You know? uh, I when think, I do uh, think of... Arut just jumped in. Oh. Are you there? there? You back from Home Depot, bro? Hello, gentlemen. <laughs> in a car. Coming, coming, oh, coming no. in live from Home Depot. What'd you get? <laughs> How's the line? Uh, line was good, but I got a door for uh, one of the rooms. <laughs> Are you driving right now? You, you're, you're. No, I'm in the parking lot. We're, I'm just going to top this out because a commitment is a commitment. Nice. <laughs> I'm sorry, I fucked up. <laughs> uh, hey, I, I I was almost recording from my car today. I, I'm in my in-laws, and I I I'm like an hour and a half from home. So I was like, where am I gonna go? I couldn't get a hold of them. I was like, I guess I'm just gonna record in my car with all my stuff. <laughs> since, since when do you wear dorky glasses like that? Uh, I told you, I just got these. Oh, nice! Congrats. <laughs> Corey, it's good to see you, bro. How you been? Yeah, good to see you too, man. How are you? Are you in Colorado now? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, we've been training at the house. Me, Caleb, oh, okay. Ryan. Well, I went to high altitude today, so we've been getting some training in. Ah, uh, cool. Hey, turn your uh, turn your phone sideways. Like such. Yeah, there we go. Okay, cool. Um, so what we sorry, what we talk yeah. I'll chime in. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. So. Well, I think that was kind of we were kind of, kind of near the end of that that segment, right? So you're just saying you try not so not to think so much about maybe what's next and until it's till it's on you. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna have uh, I, I kind of got to work on mindset a little bit outside of fighting, just in general. Um, I don't. I, I'm gonna stop caring who it is. You know, who, whoever it is, uh, I'm gonna. I'm going to beat them up and then that's it. You know, that, that's where my mind is going to be at all times. Uh, and I think that that will maybe fix the problem. But like I said, I've kind of only been in it for like maybe a week. So uh, it'll take some playing with, but yeah, I'm going to try not to think about it. And especially cause I don't think I'm going to fight probably until the fall anyway. So I'm going to enjoy my summer and go on some hikes and, you know, have some fun and that'll be, that'll be my summer. And then I'll fight probably again in the fall. Yeah. It's I'm not mad at that. It's funny, man. Like, like the the these things that, at, at least what the perception is that the UFC kind of expects out of fighters, is is so adverse to like what makes them the best fighters. Uh, like, like you saying that, right? Like, I I feel like they want you to like be calling people out and kind of causing drama, which is never that's not what that was never been you anyways, you know. But like. I like trying to break into that, like trying to break into the UFC. Even now, I'm like, man, I wonder if I should just like start waiting for people to like fall out and start calling them out. You know what I mean? Just like and like shit talking. It's tempting, but it 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 um it's not. It breaks 
more rules that I have set for myself. So, uh, you know what I mean? And then, and then on top of that, like, um, uh, shoot, there was a second thing that you said that, that made me think. Well, of the same. Oh, oh yeah. You can... Go ahead. Oh, wait, can I finish? Cause I, cause I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I just barely got this back. I almost forgot. Yeah. It. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, on top of that, you were saying, um, that you wanted to like work on your, on yourself. So I guess this isn't like a UFC thing, but, but, but I feel that the things that can make me a better fighter, um, are often at odds with, with what make me a better person. And I, and yep. I what I found that I kind of just have to have two, two spaces for each like mindset and just have to be able to switch back and forth. Because I, as I've like improved myself, really just because my marriage like found the need to like improve myself uh, in like my, in the way I deal with relationships and, and people. Um, and I've found that it's, it's, it can so like soften me a little bit. So I'm like, oh, I gotta be able to still have both sides to me. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm interested in, in practicing too. Uh, like I said, just entering into that, that kind of space before sparring and stuff, you know. I think that the Tuesdays and Fridays that we spar, those will maybe be the only times that I really enter into it. But when I do it, I don't care about the circumstances outside of life. Like for that hour that I'm there, or hour and a half that I'm there, uh, that is my time to be that violent uh, whatever type of person you want to call them, you know. So uh, I don't know if that will help or not. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. I think I think this is so ironic that Nick has the Clark Kent glasses on and he's talking about being Superman and being Clark Kent. That is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you kind of look a little bit like Clark Kent. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I feel that, though. There's so much more to life than fighting. Fighting is an awesome part of our life. Like, I love it. But life is so much more than that. There's, like, other aspects of yourself that, you, uh, that make you you that you need yeah. to be evolving. So, like, I get what you're saying, you know, like, uh, and sometimes at the end of a big training camp, there's a burnout too, like, because uh, you've been in training camp for a while. You've been trying to fight for a minute. It was like uh, two, no, like three months, huh? Uh, yeah, probably longer than that if you want to count Frankie pulling out. Yeah, probably longer yeah. than that. So, it's, uh, I think your mindset is uh, perfect. Take this time, enjoy the summer, work on yourself. Meanwhile, still growing your skills. It's not like you're gonna be neglecting the skills. Just kind of get a uh, get refreshed, come back hungrier. It's just mm -hmm. a little bump in the road to the title. I am positive mm -hmm. you will win championship. Uh, it's just you know, like sometimes the road. Like think about when we fought on the same card on LFA when you lost that fight. Uh, that only made you stronger. Come back with vengeance. And uh, that's that's been you your entire career in the amateurs yeah. and the pros. So this is just a bump in the road. And uh, it'll be good for you to get kind of refreshed, take the summer, go hiking. I've seen you posting on uh, Instagram. Like, I just got to, like, I'm so happy winter is done. I don't want to do anything with the snow. <laughs> and I see you walking, <laughs> walking there in these snow peaks. I'm like... <laughs> To each his own, I guess. But <laughs> it was hot though, bro. It's hot up there. There's just snow, but it's hot. The up sun there. is strong. Uh, the yeah. higher you get, the stronger the sun is. But, but yeah, I'm over here in California, man. I, I'm so glad uh, 
winter is over because it was getting into the 50s, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, (laughs) Um, hold your, uh, uh, can you bring your phone back a little farther? Yeah, there you go. Because the the top and bottom gets cut off a little bit. So give yourself a. Like this? There you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so eight, so, uh, uh, Aru, was there anything specific you because I was actually going to almost kind of make an entire, uh, turn of the page here for some other stuff. No, go ahead. Turn the page. Um, so this is entirely unrelated, but I kind of wanted to ask you about what your, um, what your weight cut looks like these days. Cause I, you were a 45 before the UFC, right? Well, you're kind of a tweener. Um, um. Yeah, I mean, if they had a 140, that would be kind of nice. But I, I really don't think that I cut more than a lot of these UFC guys. Um, I don't know. Everyone kind of has their different opinion. Uh, for me, I didn't want to fight at 35 anymore because I had a couple fights at 35 and then a couple kickboxing ones at 140. And I just didn't want to do that anymore and sacrifice that huge of an amount uh, just to – fight locally you know what i mean so so that was kind of to make 45 i wasn't cutting much weight like i i would usually just wake up on weight i would diet for a couple weeks and that was it um now when i got into the ufc and i i remember being there and i remember i i was next to uh mirsad bektik i think the 45er yeah yeah uh I was like, dude, no way am I fighting someone that big, bro. I, it's time to start <laughs> cutting weight again. And then, uh, and then that's when I went down to 35. But it's not that bad, man. Like, I, I cut, I think last time I cut five pounds the, the day of uh, that morning. And then, like, I, I kind of have to be on top of it with my diet. But um, once I hit, like, the 52s, 51s, I usually have to eat more to keep my weight on. Uh, it's just a matter of, like getting down to that 51, 52 area. And then, uh, I'm, I'm pretty good, but sometimes it's a little slower. Like this time it was a little slower to come off, but I think that's just because I wasn't fighting as much, you know, I, it had been kind of, it, it had been 10 months since, since my fight previous. So, uh, it, it, it came off a little bit slower, but they're, they're not too bad, you know, and, and I'm not five really pounds. a big, huh? I said five pounds is healthy. Yeah, five pounds is good. And and that was actually me trying to do more than I usually do just because I, I feel like I usually wake up and sometimes I, I wake up on weight just doing the water loading and stuff and cutting sodium. Uh, so it's it's not really like crazy. I mean, like you see the way in pictures. It's not like my eyeballs are popping out of my face and stuff. So Yeah, you look healthy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't feel bad, you know. Yeah, no, you do look good. And that's why I, that's why I wanted to ask because um... – um, yeah, I guess on some standards you're not you're not a huge forty fiver, but um, you're not a small one. You know, you're not small either. And you and you're. What do you mean? I, I think he's huge. For, uh, the one of the tallest in the division for sure. Yeah, and I feel like being tall is kind of is being tall is a much uh, harder factor to deal with than being muscular. Like because you can't you can't lose the weight that you gain from your height. You know. Yeah. Um, so, so, so you get down to like that 50, 51, and then the rest of that, the rest of that is your water load. And, and then the last five pounds, like in the last day, I try to be for the last one. And that was me trying to be a little heavier. I was trying to be 13 pounds a week before. Um, okay. And then, and then, yeah, usually I do the water about nine days out and I'll start drinking like a, a gallon and a half. And then uh, usually on Monday I cut carbs and then, uh tuesday no sodium um so monday tuesday no sodium 
or, or sorry, no carbs. Tuesday, no sodium, and then uh, and then yeah, just sweat off whatever's left. Uh, cutting out carbs is a game changer for me on that just in that last week. I don't, I always eat carbs like regularly, but I used to just cut out sodium and water load. And I still Corey, this time. man, this man is a typical Italian. He lives <laughs> pasta and salami <laughs> and bread. <laughs> It makes better. you hold on to water like crazy, though, man. Yeah. Carbs make you suck onto water. It does. It does. But I'm super, uh, like, during training and stuff, I get, like, hyper or hypoglycemic super, mm-hmm. super easy. I usually have to eat a banana or something, like, right before I step on the mat. Mm-hmm. I, get, I get through it pretty fast. Or, like, yeah. I'll, bring, I'll bring coconut water with me or something like that. Cause, yeah, I, used, I used to be that. Oh, really? Yeah, I used to be like that, too. Uh, that was when I, do you guys eat a lot of, well, you said you eat a lot of carbs, but do you guys eat a lot of sugar and not a lot of fats? So you guys like the low fat, high carb guys? No, I try to keep it balanced. I, 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 uh, okay. um, I, I keep, I eat a good amount of fats. Um, I, I've tried to go, like I had a concussion like three months ago and I tried to, or it's been probably pushing four now. I tried to go essentially keto. Um, and even when I got through like the keto flu thing, like when I, felt like pretty adapted i still wasn't as fast and i didn't feel like my cardio was as good i, I didn't get like lightheaded and shit anymore but i just didn't feel good carbs the uh, it's like jet fuel yeah without yeah. it you, you just like you use a slow the fat is slow burning fuel it's, you're not gonna have the same pop for the same explosion just being fat ad- adapted you need the mm-hmm. glycogen stores to be full. But since you said that, like, since you were visiting and you said that about drinking coconut water, I did the coconut water, and then I looked, it only has 20 grams of carbs. So I upgraded to Gatorade or downgraded. Because <laughs> yeah, it has a little more. I feel like I need more during training than just, like, 19 grams of carbs. Well, yeah, dude, the, the nutritionist that I work with, uh, or, or I suppose kind of used to trifecta kind of take, took over, uh, a lot of the UFC meal plans and they do it for free and stuff. But Laylee used to do mine. Uh, and bro, she was telling me to drink like after a hard workout session, like 50 grams, 60 grams of sugar sometimes if it was really intense. Yeah. So I would drink dextrose after, after training and dude, it didn't impact my uh, dextrose is just a more broken down uh, sugar, so it's like okay. easily absorbed sucrose, dextrose, or something. Yeah, it's just more easily absorbed. But um, but they they sell it in like the the baking aisle. It's not even like a supplement. You know, it's just like a really fine sugar that dissolves really well in water. And dude, I would drink like 50 grams of sugar after some hard training sessions, and wouldn't have like any bad spike or, or put on a bunch of weight or whatever. It was just, as long as I hit that like 30 minute window afterwards, I was good. And like, I felt really good after doing that. You felt like it helped you recover faster. Yeah. I would be good to go like later in the day, you know, uh, where if I didn't have like the really sugary shake afterwards, then, uh, then I definitely would not be feeling as good, but yeah, yeah man, I, 50 grams, bro. 50 grams. That's, that's a, a lot, lot yeah. of sugar, bro. That's it's a lot. a lot of sugar. Yeah, but only in like certain like that, that that's like a sparring day or like maybe like a lot of live wrestling at least for me yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, that, um, that's like a that's like a nine red 10. session. Yeah, nine or ten for sixty minutes or ninety minutes, you know, or like an eight for ninety minutes. Um, if if it's like a one through ten scale, but yeah, I mean, I'm like, it helps. It helps a lot. 
I, I got that. I got. I heard that originally on a uh, a Muscle Farm commercial that like Greg Jackson made. And it was <laughs> like total like they. I mean, I, I don't know if there's any science behind it at the time, but it was just like a bro tip that he like threw out there, and uh, it really helps. Like my if I don't do it, uh, like if I miss my window, like my night session, I'll, if the morning was hard, my night session, I'll be at like a seven. But if I, if I get my sugar in that window, I'll feel like I'm, I can hit it like a nine or, or a 10 for my night session. Yeah. Same pretty, here. pretty quickly. You um, do two tens, you're saying two, nine or tens. If you, if you get no, that I mean, sugar in. Just the way that I feel like in terms of recovery, like I'll get myself back up to a nine. Not necessarily. Oh, I, I don't usually do two nines like intensity in a day you know if i go to a nine or a ten the night yeah, i was about to say I was like, <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> yeah, a little no. too much yeah definitely definitely um all right man well so uh, normally i would i would keep going but like i said I'm, I'm not in my usual recording setup and um this uh doing like hosting this is like thrashing through my battery so i'm probably gonna die pretty soon <laughs> so, um but I appreciate you coming on, man, and talking with us. It was, it was really cool. It was good talking to you. Um, hopefully, I'll see you soon. I, I was actually just out there, um, but uh, at the time, I don't know if you guys are still doing this, but you guys run like 45-minute practices. Um, yeah. So, so we just trained at a Roots house. Uh, I have out. a feeling it's going to be back. High altitude is normal. Yeah, high they, altitude uh, is fairly normal. They don't, they're not like that. But uh, I, I have a feeling Easton's going to be back to normal next week or the week after. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. I keep getting yeah, we'll nervous, see. man. I keep hearing all these things about like spikes and stuff. I'm like, dude, don't. I don't want to shut yeah. down again, dude. I do yeah, that's just stressing me out. That's it, <laughs> yeah. Too much. But focus on what you can control, right? Like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, all right, man. Well, how can, uh, you know, just shout out your social media and all that stuff so people can follow you? And, you know, yeah, I'm just on Enter the Sandman 135 on Instagram. I don't really use Twitter. Um, yeah, that's it. And then uh, followers matter. So, yeah, give me a follow. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> followers uh, equal money. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Arut, get the plug. Uh, yeah, uh, front, I was supposed to change this, but prime underscore time, 9999 on Instagram. Nice. And if you want to follow me, guys, it's at NickAngeloni155. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. If you want to follow the podcast, at Quotes and Chokes. Same thing, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, I don't think we have any sort of news or announcements, so that's it. All right, well, thank, thanks, guys, for joining. Root, thanks for the dedication. <laughs> Good talking. <laughs> Good talking. Yeah. All right, fellas, I'll see you guys. Good to talk to you. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, likewise. Thank you. Yeah.